Hello, this is your host, Allie Hansen, and welcome back to the Overcome and Become podcast. Let's get motivated. Hello, welcome back to the Overcome and Become podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. It is your host, Allie, and today we have a very special guest on here, and I am so excited. He is the first of our series of having a guest on every single month. His name is Simon, and he is sitting here with me, so why don't you introduce yourself, Simon? My name is Simon Martin. I was born in Indiana, and I moved here before the third grade. I live with my mom and dad, my little brother. I play cross-country and track. At our school, we are the state champions yes. in cross-country. Yes. And, yeah. We love a good state champion. So, well, thank you for telling us a little bit about yourself. I'm super excited. So, he briefly mentioned running in cross country and track because that's actually why we have Simon here today. I kind of want to hear about his endurance work ethic that it takes to put into becoming a state champion because I watched the video uh, that our athletic director posted on Instagram and I was not expecting that many people to be at the race. I was like, holy crap. I don't know why I was expecting less people to be there but there were so many people why don't you tell us what it's like training for track and training for cross country but also outside of that training for cross country you just have to be really physically and mentally strong you can't like it's probably like 30 70 with that like you your brain has to be very strong you can't be like telling yourself like you can't be Give it, telling yourself to give up and like you just have to keep telling yourself like push through the pain and the pain's temporary like the faster you go the less the pain or the faster the pain will stop yeah and in practice you just have to do what your coach is telling you you just have to run a lot of miles and in the workouts you just have to push really hard you're supposed to run faster than you would in your race and your workout so that you can become more and more fast. That's really good. And one thing about Simon that I think stands above a lot of runners and shows a lot about his work ethic is Simon doesn't just run during track and cross country. He runs when it's cold outside, when it's hot outside, when it's snowing, when it's raining, when the sun is blazing down. He runs all of the time so that he can constantly be better. And what kind of where do you find your motivation? Where do you find the drive to do that? Because it can be really hard to be disciplined enough to go running when it's freezing outside or in the middle of the summer when it's super hot outside. I know I don't really want to do it, but I know I have to do it because like my dreams are to go to college and further go pro. So I'm not going to be able to do that if I tell myself I can't go run when it's cold outside. I'm just going to have to man up and do it. So yeah. I think that's really important too is to always remember that vision and that dream and goal that you're trying to achieve because I don't know I assume that most people listening to this have at least run some sort of mile in their life it's really hard like and Simon talked about the mental part of it and I fully agree with him that it's so much more of a mental game than a physical game because yes running is very physically demanding but you're never going to be able to to do it properly and to really be able to achieve and excel in it 
unless you're in the right mental state. And so being able to do that is awesome. And so Simon's dad and a lot of his family is a big runner, but can you tell us a little bit about your dad and his twin? Cause we gotta let him know what's going on there. Oh yeah, so my dad and my uncle who are twins, when they were younger, my grandpa would make them run every morning before school or like just like as soon as the sun rose. So my dad started um, coaching me like that and waking me up early or after school to go run every day. And then as soon as I was in middle school and high school, he started. I joined the cross country team and I just trained on there and we went to races and all that stuff. And well, my dad and my uncle were in high school. They were the first team in the cross country team to win the state champion at our school in Page. So, and then later in college, they they all they were so close to getting other um, national championships and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's really cool. And didn't they, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they almost make it to the Olympics, right? Yeah, my dad and my uncle were trying to go to the Olympics for the marathon, and they were at the training facility for a couple years training for it. But when it came around to the um, the tryout games for the Olympics, my dad was got injured and he wasn't able to run. Do you feel inspired or motivated by your dad and uncle to keep pushing and to keep running and to be better? Because that's a big deal even to be able to have an opportunity to go to the Olympics because you have to think, the Olympics is the best of the best around the entire world. That's not just Arizona. That's not just the United States. That's everywhere. So to have the opportunity to be so close to doing that in and of itself is amazing. But I feel like, you know, if if your dad was my dad, I would be like, I want to push myself as hard as he did because I would want to be as good as he was. Yeah, exactly. Like, I every time before I run a race, I'm like, Dad... Um, well, how fast have you ran here? Because I, like, I always want to beat his time and <laughs> be better than he was when he was my age because he's just been coaching me to do that. So every time I go into, like, a new season, I ask him how fast he went when he was my age, and I try to get as close to that or beat that as possible. When you do your training, would you say just, like, your average daily miles, how far would that be? Daily? Right now, probably like like eight or nine a day. And on Saturday, I do a long run. It's probably about like 12 to 13 miles. Dang. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of miles. I remember it was in, it was this February actually. So almost a year ago, I ran from my house all the way down to the ramp, which is at our lake, and it was eight and a half miles, and I was going to die. I was so proud of myself, and I was like, Simon, because, okay, so I ran this, and I was so proud because I never run that far in my whole life, and I told him, I was like, Simon, I ran eight and a half miles without stopping, and he was like, good for you, but it's so hard to run long distance, and Simon doesn't just run long distance, he runs it at such a fast pace, what's, what is your fastest mile? Mile? Mile. 432. That's crazy. Last year. What do you average on a long run, or just, you know, your eight miles, or even 13 miles? Those ones, like, probably like 740, 
or like 7.30 on the like eight miles. Um, and for my long run, you're supposed to go a little bit more up-tempo pace, so probably close to like 6.50 or seven-minute pace. That's really good. And I want to know what it is like to be able to be a state champion because I feel like it's an honor, you know, as a team in whole, but also like being an individual because you are, when you're on cross country, when you're on track, like you are in a team sport, but it's an individual thing that you're doing. And what is it like for you when you're at the starting line of your race? Like, do you get nerves? Are you a little bit giddy? Like, oh, you know, how fast am I going to have to run? Are these guys going to be faster than I am? Yeah, um, it's very nervous going into it. But like, I felt like it's like I am very nervous, like on the line. And as soon as the gun shoots, um, as soon as we start, I'm not nervous anymore. I'm just racing. I know exactly what to do. And um, yeah, it's it's very it's very cool to be a state champ because like you beat everybody else that was racing every other team your team is the best in the state and it just feels great because everybody on the team gets to feel that way no matter how they placed individually in the race yeah we all got this championship so it's all of us yeah that's amazing and if you were to run a race outside of school I don't know let's just say like say you ran the St. George Marathon do you get those same feelings those same nerves or is there some sort of relief there because you're not trying to win a state champion or do you always you know have a goal in mind of I want to be in this place yeah well normally for like after outside of school racing it's like all about time so like I'll be like nervous at the start because like I'm like how am I gonna feel when I'm racing how am I how is it gonna feel when I'm going this fast is I'm gonna be tired but I just have to think that I I can do it I've been training for it I can do it and yeah like stuff like that and you also have some cousins that run correct do you yeah. ever go running with them yeah, I do when they're in town. They don't come in town very often, but my I have one cousin who is a year younger than me who runs in high school as a freshman, and we run all the time when we're, he's in town and we're hanging out and stuff like that. That's good. Do you look up to them as well? Are they a source of motivation too? Well, yeah, because can't let can't let your little cousin beat you and stuff like that. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. If you could give us one reason why you decided to start running, because you've been running for a very long time, and as you've mentioned many times, it's very mentally challenging, very physically challenging. You have a lot of family that's been able to run. You're a state champion. You've run many, many races very fast. So if you could give us one reason that really made you decide that I was going to run, but I was going to excel in running. Like, I was going to be the best that I could be running. Yeah, so when I was young, my dad was, like, a big runner when I was young. Like, he was still doing a bunch of races and everything like that. So when I was born or, like, when I was a certain age, he's just started um, making me run, like, a mile or so, like, out in the yard. And then... As time went by, he would sign me up for races, and then I'd, like, start getting the feeling of, like, what winning feels like and what racing other people feels like. And then over time, it just started 
I just started liking it more and more, just like racing and winning and like getting faster and training to get faster and beating other people. Yeah, it's all a process of training. You just like can't quit. You just got to keep training and racing is racing is just tough on your mental because you guys got to keep going and you can't tell yourself to stop or like this guy is faster than me. Like you can always go faster. It's only your brain that's holding you back and your body can do it. Right. So do you think your dad is probably the biggest reason why because of the example that he set with running and the things that he got to accomplish? Oh yeah, it's definitely my dad mostly and a bunch of the like the pros that I see online like I also I also want to be like them and like race them in the future maybe and stuff like that. Right. And I think it's awesome that Simon has so many people that he looks up to because it's a great example of, you know, he doesn't want to be exactly like them. He doesn't want to be exactly who they are. If anything, he wants to be able to beat their time. But it sets a good example that you can look up to people and use them as a source of motivation. Now, I want to know, do you have, out of your whole life, do you have a favorite race that you have ever run before or a time that was so challenging and you're like, there is no way I'm going to be able to make this time or there's no way that I'm going to be able to finish this race? Yeah, my probably my favorite race, my most favorite race I've ever raced, let's see, I'd say it was last year in track for the two mile. I was racing and I was in third most of the way and the last lap I passed, last hundred meters I passed the second guy and I got second right behind the first guy and I just, I, I knew I could do it so I just went for it and I wasn't thinking about going fast. I was just going fast. That's probably my toughest time I've ever had on a race was probably this past weekend because I've never raced a big race like that before. It was in Phoenix. It was the Nike Regionals. It was the biggest race I've ever ran. So I didn't really know how to race it going into it. So I just went out there not knowing so I went out there and raced, and it was very overwhelming because all the all, everybody there was fast. Like everybody was just as fast as me or faster. So it was really tough running racing against all of them. But like I just toughed it out and ran a good race. It was really tough on mentally though because I was I was overwhelmed by everybody. I've done an episode before on endurance and the importance of that because I play soccer and there's a lot of running in soccer. But from your personal experience of endurance, how important is it to constantly strengthen that? Because a lot of times people will naturally just set that barrier and be like, that's as far as I can go. That's as fast as I can run. That's it. So how important is it to you to push that limit every single day you go out and run? Oh, yeah, because anybody can increase their endurance as long as they train for it. So you just have to train it. You just have to have a consistent schedule of training your endurance and it will get better and better and you can run faster and faster for longer and longer miles. It's just a matter of training and um, telling yourself to keep going and keep doing it like that. That's such a big life lesson that you can learn really for any area of your life is to never 
just tell yourself that that's it. That's as far as you can go because you can always go farther. You can always push harder. You can use those examples like Simon. A lot of what I've heard, you know, with his dad, it seems like he has this little thing going where he wants to figure out what time his dad made so that he can beat that, so that he can push himself to become better. And it's important to find that motivation in your life because a lot of times people can't do it on their own. They need someone else. They need something else to motivate them and push them from behind and say that this is not your limit and that you can do great things and that you can go farther. Now I want to know what your plan is because you mentioned at the beginning you want to go to college and then hopefully maybe eventually go pro. So tell us the whole plan after high school. After high school, um, so I wanted to get into the best um, cross-country slash track um, college in America. So right now it's NAU or OSU or Stanford, one of those three. Those three are the best right now. And I was, I wanted to catch their eye and like for them to recruit me and I'll go there and race for them for my college while I'm taking classes for whatever I'm going to major in. And then after that, I was hoping to like go pro, join, a, get sponsored by a, a company and then go to a bunch of races out of America, in America, all over the world and like eventually maybe go to the Olympics or the world championship or the U.S. championship, all those are in my future, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm i pretty sure too. Simon, he works so hard, and that's awesome. You mentioned a company. If you could have, if you could just pick any company that you would want to sponsor you, what company would it be, just out of curiosity? Um, right now, be Adidas or Hoka because those are a lot of the brands that I use right now for running and my apparel and stuff like that. And there you go. That is awesome. To finish us off, do you have any advice you could give to someone who maybe wants to start running or maybe is a runner and wants to push themselves to become better or really just any endurance, motivational life advice? Yeah, so it's all about consistency and training and putting in more miles like you have to ramp it up every week every month you can't stay the same you always have to go higher and more if you want to get better and mentally it's all mental you just have to be strong in your mind and by telling yourself you can't stop you can't quit never give up and you just gotta overcome all those negative thoughts and always be positive about it. I love that. And Simon used that keyword of consistency, which is so crucial with anything like this or really anywhere in your life. It is so important to be consistent. If you want to be better, you have to be consistent in that. I apologize for not doing a life recap at the beginning of this episode. I totally forgot, so I guess you'll just get it next week. But I love Simon so much. He's one of my very close friends, and he is just amazing. I constantly look up to him for his work ethic and for all the incredible things he's been able to do with running and I always thought it was so cool that he has this passion and he has this dream and he is so good at it. He just turned 16 and he's only a sophomore 
and he's already excelling in so many areas, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you so much, Simon, for being on this episode. And if you see him, tell him thank you because it's a little nerve wracking coming on here for new people and it also takes time out of their day. So please thank him for that. And I'm so happy that I got to record this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know it is an amazing one. We're going to finish off with a quote and that quote is, don't dream of winning, train for it. Mo Farah. I always mispronounce these names, so hopefully that was right. But I feel like Simon explained that quote really, really well, that training and that consistency is the most important thing you could do. I love you guys so much, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week for another very exciting episode. And happy Thanksgiving. Bye.